You're listening to JM in the AM. Traditionalists are thrilled because our fastest theme song has been reinstated. So the traditionalists are happy. And I think my fast is happy because it seems that except for uh, one lone exception, American Jury is enthusiastically contacting him and his personnel to head to Israel ASAP. Rabbi Yoshua Josh Fast, founder of Nefesh. Benefesh, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Uncle, and to all the listeners. It's great to be on again. I appreciate that, and um, we should mention it's Parsha Shlach. Yes, folks, in the diaspora, it's the week of yeah. Parsha Shlach. It's one of the reasons why Fast is on. It's a tradition for us to hear from him on Parsha Shlach. Uh, Israel's way... I don't even know where... What's Israel on? Dvarim? Veschanan? They're, they're way ahead. And we by, finished. And, we made a see them last week. We're and, moving on. And by the way, Israel's not just way ahead when it comes to Parshios, everybody. Israel seems to be way ahead in every category across the board. One of the reasons... I know that Rabbi Fass's annual Dvar Torah is our focus. We'll get to it. But one of the reasons um, that... Uh, it, it, it is that, that it, Because Israel is ahead of the diaspora in so many categories. That is one of the primary reasons that we are seeing such an amazing uh, uh, swarm of people calling and heading to the website of Nefesh Benefesh in order to download and start the application process for Aliyah. Rabbi Fass, uh, all these weeks later, after we've spent time during the COVID-19 situation speaking about this increase in Aliyah interest, can you verify for us as we approach the end of the month of Sivan that that still is the case? It is definitely not slowing down in any way. It is their numbers that we haven't seen in the last 18 years of being involved in the course of helping individuals make Aliyah, and their numbers that have not been seen since 1948. If you allow me just to give you two statistics, which are just mind-blowing. Sure. In the first two weeks of June last year, we had 2,600 calls that came into our hotline to our, to our call center. 2,600 in two weeks in June last year. In the same period of time this year, we had 16,000. What? Yes. That's why I beg everyone just to understand if it takes a little bit a few more minutes to get through to one of our case managers or to someone who's manning the phone. We are adding every day more staff. I think now we have 11 people staffing the phones at night, um, uh, American time, Israel time late, um, just to make sure that we're meeting the, the needs. Another crazy statistic, Nachum, that will blow your socks off is uh, every single month, uh, even the highest month of the last 18 years, the highest month we've ever had was 450 families 
who submitted their applications, submitted full final applications to make Aliyah. And last month in May, we hit 816 families who submitted their applications for Aliyah, almost a complete double of what we usually see in the heights of any season. The craziest factor is that this morning, this morning, we're at the 18th of June, we hit 833 families who submitted applications for Aliyah. So we are seeing a phenomenon, a historic phenomenon, um, for, for multiple reasons. And uh, it is a truth to be involved. And I am happy also to announce, this is, um, I'm going to get in trouble from our PR department, Danielle Katzman, but over the next couple of days, we're going to be announcing our flight schedule for the summer. We just signed with LL, and we have group flights on July 7th and July 20th and July 22nd and July 27th, August 3rd, August 5th, August 10th, August 12th, August 17th, August 19th, August 24th, August 26th, August 31st, and September 9th. We are buying up seats so that we have enough seats that everyone who wants to make Aliyah has a chance to do it. And I understand the whole machinery of apostilles and FBI checks and U.S. passports and Israel consulates. It has been affected by corona. We got it. We understand it. We're working really with creative out-of-the-box solutions to make it happen for each and every one of you out there who might be listening and who's interested in making Aliyah over the next three months. Well, you have uh, certainly floored us, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of the listeners with this news. Just, uh, I mean, unbelievable news. Uh, Historic news. uh, News that will change the course of modern Jewish history. Can, in fact, uh, modern Jewish history and the course of modern Jewish history be changed this many years after the founding of the State of Israel? The answer is yes, and and now we're we're living through yet another stage of that incredible... uh, a course of modern Jewish history. I wonder how many uh, how many people are are wondering what I'm wondering. Six, yes, you have a seat on the plane. <laughs> six, six, <laughs> 16, 6, 16,000 who've called the call center. How is it possible I wasn't among them? And I bet a lot of people listening right now are thinking the same thing. Sixteen thousand. How is it possible that I, I I'm I, not meaning I, meaning I'm quoting the listeners are, that I was yeah. not among those who was. Uh, who is expressing interest in moving to Israel. Uh, just amazing. Just amazing. Um, okay, uh, Rabbi Fass. <laughs> this, I, 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 I'm, so, I'm so speechless, you can't imagine. Um, Rabbi Fass, uh, you, you've used this opportunity, uh, Erev Parsha Shlach, in the, uh, in the diaspora over the years to, uh, to sell us something meaningful regarding the Parsha and regarding things we should be keeping in mind. Last year, by the way, on this show... And in a separate video, uh, a completely separate presentation, you completely bowled us over. I mean, that, those, were, those were two presentations that I sent everywhere to everybody to listen to if they were ever uh, thinking about moving to Israel and the importance of Israel. One of the best lines you had in the video, which we transcribed, by the way, we actually put that video in written form so that, oh, pe- yeah? so that people could read it on Shabbos. That was our whole intent, was to make sure that, God forbid, there would be 25 hours where people could not access that brilliance, I'm telling you. So in it, in it, you, in it, you, you, you flippantly mentioned 
Uh, and, and what is the difference in with, whether it's a mitzvah or a rabbanon, meaning Yishu Eretz Yisrael? And and <laughs> you were so frustrated the way you were presenting it. It, 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 it was it looked like you were about to fly off the handle and completely destroy <laughs> us. That this is the issue. This is the issue. Whether it's a daraisad or rabbanon, it's obvious that this is where God wants us. No matter no matter what the classification of of mitzvah or kiyum it might be. I don't know if you recall any of this, but it's I got your... that worked up. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. It's like you, you, you're practically jumping out of the screen at us. You can imagine how guilty I felt as I was. And by the way, I watched it again this year. Chazara. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this is an area where the Jewish people need a lot of Chazara. You know, if it takes mm-hmm. if it takes time for things to seep in, uh, then this this is in fact one of those issues where the Jewish people need a lot of Chazara. Rabbi Fass, Parsha Shlach for us. As I said, for you, it's in the rear view mirror. For you, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, Nachum, at, at last week's Shabbos table, I shared this to my family. Ooh. We haven't had guests for like three and a half months, so we're trying to be creative <laughs> what, what we do just to make it new and fresh. But I shared this, and like two people were like, you have to give this to Nachum. <laughs> you have to share it on the radio. Um, and it, it's such a brilliant chiddush and insight that I saw that I would love I, I can't wait to share it with you. It's, it's so insightful. Please, are you kidding? I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay, so here we go. So we are all familiar with the conventional narrative that the Miraglim returned from their spy mission, and they started their report. When they started their report to Am Yisrael, they started with some hopeful, productive, positive notes. We went. You sent us there. It is indeed a land flowing with milk and honey, to quote Lenny Solomon. And behold, look at these amazing fruits. But then, as we know, it quickly turns to a negative tone. The people are powerful. The cities are fortified. All of our enemies are consolidated and militarized, and they are gigantic to boot. Right. And they conclude with We simply have no chance. We have no choice. The odds are stacked against us. We cannot possibly move. Right? Yep. We all know that. Yep. That is the narrative. And we also all know the famous question that most Mepharshim ask, and why did the Miraglim even bother starting with some words of praise about Eretz Yisrael? If they wanted to sabotage this aliyah, from the Midbar, from the desert to Israel, why do they even start? Why do they even tease? And some suggest, you can look at Rashi, some suggest because they were emestic. They were telling the truth. And the truth related both positive natures, but an overwhelming negative attribute or negative messaging from their report. Or some even suggest that it was some kind of emotional manipulation, that they were drawing the people into some positive news mm. and then dropping the mic and saying, right. you know what, it can't be done. Right. But I ju- last Shabbos, I read this stunning Chiddush from the Binyan Shlomo, of Shlomo HaKom from Vilna, and he quotes it in the name of his father, Yisrael Moshe. Now, uh, for all those who don't know the Binyan Shlomo, the Binyan Shlomo died in 1905, the last 40 years of his life. Um, he was a chief rav of Vilna. Um, two famous stories about uh, the Binyan Shlomo. When he was 16 years old, he was quite sick, and the doctors told him that he learned so intensely that he should stop learning Torah because it was affecting his heart. 
and he refused. He said, this is my life source, this is my oxygen. He became such a gadol b'torah that the Chafetz Chaim went to get his hasama, his approbation for his magnum opus, the Mishnah Brura. He wanted to get the Binyan Shlomo to sign off on the Mishnah Brura. The Binyan Shlomo quotes his father with such an amazing insight. He said, it's not that the Miraglim started their report on a positive note, that which went quickly south, but rather from the get-go, they were negative. He explains that the fact that they described Israel as the Gam Zavat Chalav Udvashi, the fact that they said it's also a land of milk and honey. He doesn't read Gam, as you would see in the art scroll, Chomosh, as indeed, but he reads Gam as literal, also. Right. The spies came back and said, you know what? The land of Israel is also, is also the Gam, just like Egypt. It's beautiful. It's robust. Oh. It's flourishing. It's bountiful. But oh. the fact that the Miraglin compared Israel with another country, the fact that they started the words of describing Israel as the Gam, was the very, set the very tone and tenor of negativity that was the undercurrent of their entire sinful report. Their report never started on a positive note. Binyan Shomo said it started with the words of the gum. It's also. And the lessons from this approach are so insightful. And I think, couldn't be truer today. We're experiencing, as we just said, Aliyah, interest and Aliyah numbers and applications that I've never seen in the last 18 years of doing this Avodah Kodesh. And I don't think the state of Israel empirically has seen these numbers as well. But we have to be very careful and mindful that we're communicating the right message and not the wrong message of that Israel is also a gum. I've seen a lot of passionate, impactful messages over the last two to three weeks and starting or weaving in with a message of america has been really good to us but israel also can be good israel is not an also israel is our nation's destiny israel is the ultimate destiny israel is not a gum and we're developing this at the shabbos table that I think the Binyan Shlomo also gives us a beautiful psychological insight, an incredible lesson, that if you approach any ideal, any ultimate choice, any l'chathchila in life, if you approach it as a gum, it will soon, quickly turn to effect. But you look at the negative, you look at the justifications, you look at the excuses, you look at the reasons why not. But if you look at a l'chathila as a l'chathila, and if you look at it as an ideal as an ideal, then that can somehow dwarf the little challenges or the big challenges. I've mentioned many, many times on, on your incredible airways that we are living in historic times, miraculous times. We have, for some reason, the option of living in our homeland as the Holy Chenu, upright, strong, out of choice. For all those who are contemplating Aliyah and those who are evaluating your options, let's please do it under the framework of Kalev and Yehoshua's report. Now pay attention to their report. And according to the Binyan Shlomo, it's stunning. 
טובה הארץ מאוד מאוד. It's not a gum, it's not an also, it's on a different plane, it's on a different level. חפץ בנו השם והביאו אותנו לארץ הזאת. This is the place that השם wants us to be. And coincidentally, the last description, also, ארץ אשר היא זבת חלב ודבש. On this parashat shlach during historic times, unprecedented times, may we all merit of actualizing the miracle of Kalev's words of Alo na'ale ve'yarashnu ota ki achol nuchala, that surely ascends because we can do it. Absolutely incredible. And uh, the gam concept that you mentioned how for so many decades, so many of us would compare how what has gone on in Chutzlar, it's particularly in America, is being copied, is being duplicated uh, in Israel, in so many areas of life. I believe that whole narrative is drifting away, and, and no longer are people saying, oh, they have it in Israel because they copy what they see in the West. I think that whole narrative is leaving us, and in fact, it, it is, it, and, and in fact, in Israel, in every area, of life, they have become leaders and not followers, and uh, and even that aspect of gam, I think, is a is one that uh, that has to be completely eliminated. Uh, Rabbi Fast, simply remarkable, great words. I hope it spurs more and more people to add to that incredible number that you mentioned earlier. Those who are pursuing aliyah, those who know that it's the best place for their family, those who want to uh, who want to move and um, and, and help uh, change the course of modern Jewish history. Is it possible, after everything that happened in the 20th century with the state of Israel, is it possible that we in the 21st century can have this role? You would be the first to say absolutely yes. And by the way, one of our listeners points out on the app, I guess the only way to get to my granddaughter is to make Aliyah. Talk about the, <laughs> talk, talk about the children leading them. Uh, it may yeah. it may be a time right now where the only way you're going to see your children or grandchildren live and in person is if you in fact make Aliyah to Israel. Not not a not a small consideration in this whole picture. Remarkable time, remarkable remarkable time. I can't thank you enough. It is always a pleasure, as you know. I smile from ear to ear the moment that I get to hear your voice. I, and, uh, I, can't, I don't even know how to react to that. That is one of the nicest things anybody's ever said. Thank you so much. And we're looking forward to the day, Rabbi Fass, when we are not uh, face-to-face on a plane, where we are not face-to-face here in my studio, but we are face-to-face in Jerusalem, uh, both on and off the air, and talking uh, continuously about the glory and the greatness of the land of Israel. Uh, Can't wait to sit next to you in front of your mic yeah, in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, at your beautiful new studio. That, and I, that's the dream. And I hope it's sooner rather than later. <laughs> By the way, you know what You know what they say, Rabbi Fass? I don't know if you've ever heard of, of the following expression, Im Tirtzu, Ein Zoagada. Have you ever heard that expression, uh, Rabbi Fass? No, I have, I have to write that down. <laughs> Trust me, it's the most profound I'll be all day. Kolakamo, uh, <laughs> Rabbi Fass, of course, is the co-founder of Nefesh Ben Nefesh, and we love speaking with him, Erev Parsha Shlach, and anytime on JM in the AM.